and welcome to part three of Wings, Beers, and Tears. So we came off our riveting uh, Redskins talk, and we are going to change course a little bit, and we're going to talk about something that's current in the sports world this weekend. For the first time, really this early in the sports season, we get the U.S. Open. Actually, I lied. U.S. Open's always on Father's Day weekend. That's right. Um, However, <laughs> he is now the third major. Jerry doesn't know any difference. He doesn't why. know anything. He still thinks it's the PGA. Um, so this that's is now, last. That's in August. So this exactly. is now the third golf major of the year this weekend at iconic Pebble Beach on the West Coast, which I love for a couple reasons. Primetime Num- golf, boys. Exactly. Number one, all the big dogs don't tee off until like 4 or 5 o'clock Eastern time, Yep, which is fan-fucking-tastic on a Father's Day weekend. Um, and this field is completely stacked and loaded, and all these guys have played pebble over the years. So it's not like some gimmicky course out in you know the upper Midwest that they that they tailor to uh, to even par. This is pebble. They're going to make it really hard. It's going to be difficult. They're going to do all what they always do at U.S. Opens. But you've got this this course that is just so well known, and I'm 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 actually pretty fired up about it because I think the. I think the field has your your standard names, but as U.S. Opens have taught us in the past, it is wide open. Brooks Kepka. I mean, how can you not, right? Hot. <laughs> it's my cousin. <laughs> so he's from West Virginia. His so dad is from West Virginia. I think he's been there like seven times. <laughs> we claim him. I, my guess is if you do like Ancestry.com, you and Brooks' families go way back, Jerry. I have a feeling. Probably. Actually, he probably is related to uh, my sister-in-law because they're from the same neighborhood. So, so it's a guarantee. So then, when she's cousins with me, so done. She and done Tim, were, she and Tim were first cousins. I'm, I'm leaving this one alone. <laughs> so, with how dominant Kepka has been at the majors here in the last 24 to to 30 months, three Pete. Um, Could be. Remember back in the day when they used to say, "Take Tiger or the field." I mean, is he good enough now at these U.S. Opens that you would even approach that bet? No, because everybody else is better. He's not far off. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever going to get to that point again. But it's if you had to put it on somebody, it wouldn't be Tiger. It would be it would be Brooks. Oh fuck no! It wouldn't be Tiger. Well, he's I mean he's up there though. He's up there. He's ten to one. Uh, I think he's third best option. uh, Third best odds, other than him and Roy, are ten to one. They got Dustin Johnson at seven to one. Brooks is eight to one. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, I think that you're going to see most of the big dogs in that top. Uh, in, in you know, on the first page of the leaderboard, <clears throat> come Saturday at some point. But I think you're going to have that peppering of those middle, you know, those middle to bottom guys that are that are tour names. If you follow the tour, but your average people, you know, are are going to go, who's this guy? And the guys probably won a, a few mil, you know, in the last year on tour. I think you're going like to see Brant Snedeker. See, Snedeker's a household name. Yeah. I think Sergio, um, Sergio Garcia. <laughs> you know Sergio. Graham McDowell. Hundred to one. I think you're going to see those uh, those younger, um, you know, younger Americans that are boys with like your Justin Thomases, your uh, Jordan Spieths. Yeah, Jordan's back a little bit. Yeah, Jordan's Jordan's playing much better. And again, I don't think it's going to be a big name that wins it though. I think it's going to be your you know Shea Ravi or like some you know some guy who's been around but really hasn't you know hasn't been there in the big tournaments. There's a Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, he's sixteen to one. So yeah, I. I'd, He's See, not, and he's another one. He's he's, he's not a household name, no, but he but must be on fire. He's well, he's top yeah. ten in like every you know small event. And didn't he win recently? Well, he was yeah. He won uh, the Memorial Jack's That's right. tournament. That's right. Last big tournament. He won. Well, I shouldn't I shouldn't knock the Canadian Open. 
Um, but the RBC uh, Canadian yeah, Open, mm-hmm. you should knock it. Oh, Roy, Roy, Roy looked, about he looked great. under, so um, great course <laughs> set up there. Yeah, what did they play <laughs> out at Leightonsville? <laughs> Canadian dollars or something like that they're using. Seriously, the course looks so beautiful, and you're like, oh, it's a pro event. And then you look at it, you're like, Where's the, where's the hazard on this hole? It's is a that, fucking straight shot. Is that Montgomery Country Club? <laughs> is that a clown's mouth? What is that out there? No, so I, th- I think you're going to see, uh, you know, it would, be, it would be, of course, great for the television ratings to see your Tigers, your Phils, your, your household names there. <clears throat> and that, I think there will be a handful of guys around because, again, s- traditionally those guys play this course really, really well. I think they're going to do some things, though, where they cut the greens a little differently. They, they, they very strategically put the pin placement so it gets progressively harder based on your landing areas and where you're going and everything. And, and, and I, think it's a, I think it's a young man's game. I think the U.S. Open is built for somebody who's young, mentally tough, strong, drives it straight, you know, and, and there's a ton of those guys on the tour right now. Well, so that, takes, that takes out Justin, Dustin Johnson because he always falters in the third or fourth round, right? Well, DJ just can't keep the ball in the goddamn fairway well, right and now. Well, that's, that's the key. I mean, apparently the rough is absolutely brutal. That's where I, I think that you'll see a young guy get out to a lead maybe, but it's going to be, you, you know, and you, you included this in the scenario there too, Todd, but the, it's the mental game because you've, you've got to, you know, hit your greens, hit your fairways, hit your greens. And you know you, and your misses have to be on the right side. Yep. You know for four days, and that's right. that's brutally difficult. It is. Now the question is: Is this one of those <clears throat> U.S. Opens that they they tailor everything perfectly? They have the right conditions, and the winner is even plus one minus one. Or is this going to be one of those like we've seen recently, where it's four, five, six, seven under, and there are scores to be had? Because I think if it's the former, I think if that even par minus one, which is really what USGA is after at the US Open for some stupid reason. Um, it's I, stupid. It, it is dumb. I think those those guys that you just described, those are the guys that are going to be in the mix because they're up there going, get on in two, two putt, get my par, get to the next hole. And they just grind and grind and grind and they hit 71, 71, 70. And then they're right there on the leaderboard. But if the course is playing where somebody can shoot a 64 or 65 in the morning, all bets are off. Well, that's why I love Pebble because I feel like they will still set it up for that even par winning score, but there's a handful of holes that are gettable enough. If you do, you know, keep it straight, you can post that 6,800 to win it, which really means you can be at four or five shots back on Sunday and still have a shot. That is relatively unique about Pebble, and that's what I love about it. And and I, I'm all for, I've heard the comment <clears throat> um, that, you know, they like to see the pros really struggle. They like it when it's really hard to make par or they're sitting there in the sand with absolutely no landing area to, to get up and down and two and that kind of thing. I appreciate that perspective. However, they are pros and they are brilliant. And I want to see a guy who's four or five shots back on Sunday have a chance to win, absolutely. not because the field comes back to him, but because he can post a 64 or 65. Uh, I think that's absolutely. way more riveting, personally. I mean, I'd like to see... Somebody, I'd like to see Jordan Spieth make a run because he's had some bad luck uh, in the past year or two, and but he seems to be playing better. I'd like to see him make a run. Somebody other than I mean, I'd like a big name. I, big names draw people like me who don't play golf. When Tiger, I've seen you play golf. You can play golf. I, I can't play golf. I injure, injure myself. But when Tiger, <laughs> that might be true. Actually, I used to you like, injure yourself. Cheering. I used to cheer for anybody <laughs> but Tiger. But. Recently, when he's playing, I'm always cheering for him. I just think it's an awesome story. I, th- I love his comeback. And um, when he is there, there is more excitement. If you can have a U.S. Open with a bunch of American big-name players, right. the ratings are going to go off Oh, the it's going to be awesome. All right, so speaking of which, all right, give me your top two. 
Who who would you love to see in the top two right. going down the stretch? Jeremy, you pick first, and then you you pick yours. I'll pick mine. Then we'll do we'll do it that way. Well, that's that's an easy one for me, especially to go first. It's, it's uh, Brooks and Tiger. That's my final pair all day long. All right, I'm going to go Jordan Spieth and Roy. Okay, good. Even good. though Roy's not American, I realize he's not American, right? Wow. All right, so I'm going to go. I want Ricky Fowler. Love it in the top two on the final day at the U.S. Love Open. Love it. And I know you guys are going to hate me for this. I want Bryson DeChambeau up there. Yeah, I like him. Too. I like that guy. Isn't he a jockey? I, I hate his hat, but other yeah, than that, he's dresses cool. like a douche. However, look at me. I dress like a fucking homeless guy. So yeah, that's not douchey. I think I I would love to see you that guy. Are you making fun of homeless people? <laughs> Make no, fun of everybody fun equally of, on here, fun Jerry. Of douchebags. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I like not as much as we make fun of referees, but you know. I don't make fun. I, <laughs> yeah, I want Furlat and Brooks Kepka. Furlat needs to be there. You want Kepka to, to <laughs> tee off as Furlat's holding the ball? In his Who's ref in the game seven? By the way, I'm pretty sure it's not the guys who refed game five. Kazari was on that crew. Yes, he was. I thought Cassidy was going to have a aneurysm talking. Oh, he can just shut the fuck up, dude. He employs a bunch of douchebags in Boston. Thank you. I don't know why we're we're giving them credit. We need this to be cheering for St. Louis for all the Americans. Minute, apparently, no, no. Seriously though, um, I, I think if you've got a, a top four to six, so your top, you know, two to three groups, if you've got four guys in there that are those young American names that everybody can kind of get behind, I think that'd be awesome. But everybody you know? loves Rory too. Oh yeah, no, Rory's, He's a house Rory's great. Um, I actually don't mind like guys like Keimer, um, you know, some of those European tour guys, <laughs> Molinari, only just because he just cracks me up. He just looks like, physically speaking, he just doesn't look like he belongs with those guys. Is Daly playing in his uh, in his cart? <laughs> God, I hope so. In his clown costume. In his Chico's bail bonds. That's right. Sure. Yeah, eighty four lumber and. Diet God, Coke and cigarettes and M and M's. It's so now we have this on tape. So if one of us is correct about the final pairing or whatever, all right. So so now we, we uh-huh. definitely get a prize. Now yeah. nothing. Now now pick the winner, Jeremy. You pick your winner. Not who you want to be Not there. Who, who do you, you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win? Todd, who is your uh, pair? Your final pair? Fowler and Deschambeau. You know, I'm I'm going to uh, go with uh, Kepka. I think he's gonna he's gonna bring it and win it. I'm gonna go. Jordan Spieth, I think he's, I think he's, he's gonna, back. He, I, I think he's going to make a run. I think he's going to be able to withstand it. All right, I'm going to go wild card here. I think one of the old boys is going to win it. I think it's going to be Matt Kuchar. Wow, Cooch, Cooch. Will, will he tip his caddy appropriately? <laughs> oh yeah, he's probably going to give him. You know that he gets shit every time he goes out. Like, he's probably going to give him like fifty it. bucks. That's what we agreed to. I don't have a problem with this. We Here's agreed a 50. to. You got you got a ten there. Change. Yeah, that was terrible. Oh, it was so oh. damn funny. I actually love Cooch, but I, that story is it's, it makes it too easy. Uh, he made it right with the guy. Whatever. So the Natty Nats have gone on a streak. Yes, they have. They're like five or six under now. So under or yeah, under five hundred. Twelve and four in their last sixteen. So here's a great stat. Um, since mid May. <laughs> no, since May 1st, I think they've scored the most runs in the whole major leagues, which I would never have thought for the Nats. Did they Why hire Buck Showalter? Well, and that just goes <laughs> to show how bad their bullpen is. And this is why I think I, I really like what they've done <clears throat> recently with uh, some of the lineup changes. Uh, he's he's mixing things up a little bit, not just because of injuries now. He's got more healthy guys, and he's still rotating yeah. good players. Trey has been he's been amazing. Um, yeah, I mean when you when you when someone like that can get on base, oh, he just is such it, a game changer. Yeah, he's a run scorer. I mean, he just produces with the with so, seals. So 
<clears throat> baseball's funny like that, though, right? Unless you're one of the top four teams, it's very hard to go on those sustained, you know, 12 out of 16 stretches. You're going to have the uh, where the pendulum swings the other way. One argument would be, well, the pendulum has already gone in the negative direction, and this is them riding the ship. But the reality is they played like complete shit. The pendulum was swinging the way they were yeah. playing. Now yeah. they're playing better. Yeah. And, and being a pendulum, it could, you know, go back the other way, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes. And with their... With, unless pendulum they get some, does, right? <laughs> usually. Um, as long as broken. they get decent bullpen play, like they've been getting, they have a chance to be relevant. Because let's face it, the rest of the division looked like it was going to be just on fire and unstoppable. And it's actually really not that good. Well, well, Philly will go on like a five-game winning streak, and then they'll go on a four-game losing yep. streak. And then they have the potential and the volatility to fall apart. Absolutely. Like if they, with, the, with all that drama, mm -hmm. the Braves are... The Braves are the old white guy that plays basketball at the YMCA, you know. Like you and me. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, but, but, gen but generally they, they can set picks and they can knock down short jumpers and they'll just be in every game and they're not going to embarrass themselves. And, and then the second it gets full court, they pass out. <laughs> yeah, and then they start cherry picking. But the, but the Braves are going to be there. They're, they're never going to run away with it, but they're never going to leave. So it's going to be. You just describe the Nats, by the way. Yeah, well, I, mean, well, I, think, much. I think the Nats, though, they can win 10 straight and lose 10 straight. I don't think Atlanta will ever lose a long streak. I don't think they'll win a long streak. But in the end, I think they're going to end they're up. They're going to be close. right there, absolutely. Well, and he, here's the thing, and we sort of talked about this a few episodes back when you know Todd and I had a good little back and forth about is there are they mediocre or are they good those teams? And either way, it doesn't matter. And I think mediocre is probably more accurate. But they have to play each other. The 19 games yes. they all have to, somebody. You know what? That's 38 games they're losing. I mean, or whatever there's left in that, you know, yeah, 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great point. But so if, the Nats, if the Nats can play a big series and then shuffle their pitching matchups, tell me who has a better matchup or lineup for for, for a three game series than the Nats? They got Strasburg, well, nobody in the league, sure, sir, and uh, Corbin. 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 Here's the problem, though. So <clears throat> I completely agree with that. We have seen them in a best of five series roll out Strasburg. Geo, uh, Scherzer, you know, some great guys, and they get to the eighth inning with even with a lead, and then it falls apart. So the problems that have plagued them in the past continue to persist. Yeah. So without some serious deadline help and or bringing – I, I don't know if they have any depth in the minors. I, I have no idea what their, what their pitching situation is like. They really don't they, – they've got to make some moves in the bullpen. I, I think that their lineup is plenty good to win, and 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 they're hitting right now. And I, I didn't say that well, at the beginning you, of the yeah, season. No, well, what but, you said since May first. I mean, how do you, on fire. you know, with with those three starting pitchers? How how are they not winning eight out of ten games? It makes no sense. Well, it's the bullpen. I mean, they they they, they every, such right. avoid. every five sense. every five games that they're winning, they'll lose two of them because of the bullpen. Absolutely. I think he, and even, Blue Jays player is just blood as Achilles like Kevin Durant. No, no, that was he got called off. They. We, we're talking. We're watching those game, and there was a play that was basically made in my daughter's softball game where nobody wants to catch a pop up. Everybody's like looking around. I thought he tripped over himself, but I wasn't really paying attention. So. No, they they he got up arguing. Oh man, that was a nice play. Holy shit, the O's are winning. That's amazing. No, Don't worry, they'll lose. lose. All right, sorry. Back to it. And here I am in my O shirt. So speaking of the other local baseball team, my my beloved Orioles, they again they are not nearly as bad as I thought they were going to be. But they're the worst team in the majors. They are. Yeah. Well, they said they were going to be the worst team in the majors. I thought they'd be better than the Marlins. Mm. I don't. I, I still think the Mar Marlins probably have better major league talent currently, but the 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 farm system for the O's is looking better and better. And uh, so their number one draft pick that we talked about a couple weeks ago just won, yeah. you know, National Baseball Player of the Year. Took uh, Rutschman, good, yep. good stuff, good stuff. And uh, and and he looks like he's a legit. You know, 
you know how many times in baseball you'll get drafted and they're like, okay, about four years, you'll see them in AAA. And, they, and it's like, oh, my God, we just put a five-year investment to maybe get to AAA. They're saying he's the kind of guy that's probably playing inside of 12 months. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, if he's not full-time on the roster in 2021, there's something wrong. Yep. So. In yep. the College World Series, his team, Oregon State, was playing somebody and they walked with the bases loaded. With the bases loaded <laughs> yes. in a tie game, they walked him. Yeah. That shows you how badass he is. Yeah. Guy's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, again, only other catcher to be drafted first overall in the last, you know, 30 years was Joe Maurer. And Joe Maurer was an all star for what, like a dozen yeah, straight years? Not bad. Yeah. Well played, Maurer. <laughs> so, so nice pick up by that. But it, I, I actually like watching the O's from time to time just because I do like to see the young talent. And, and I know that they've invested in the rebuild. And I kind of appreciate that. Um, and in baseball, that's hard to do because it takes time, you know. But look at the Astros, you know, they were just dog shit for like five or six straight years. And now they're perennially, you know, they're they probably still half their front office. That's awesome. <laughs> but Kansas City is now one of the worst teams. I mean, they, they went are. up, they won, they won a championship, but now they're terrible again. What happened? Uh, their, their front office is a disaster. And I, and I think they lost some talent in the front office as well. No, they did. They, did. Well, yeah. else they just don't have the budget either. Yeah, yeah. The small market teams like that, I yep. guess you get good, and then everybody starts to uh, chip away at your roster and pour, pour all of your best players. Yep, yep. All right, so are the Caps going to get Mojo? Because that's what was talked about on the Junkies the other day. <laughs> no. Oh, I can't boy. afford him, but, I mean, you guys know he's one of my favorites, but he ain't coming back here. Why not? What else has he got going on? Somebody will pay him. Teams are stupid. Hey, by the way, he's playing in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup well, Finals I'm tomorrow I'm not night. saying he's thinking about it now, but he's probably <laughs> thinking about it on Friday. I'm going to go back and play with Ovi. Nah, he's playing great right now. I like that guy. Again, for every guy I like on Boston, because I do, there's a bunch of guys I love. There's guys that I just loathe. and, and you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, let's sign off with a cheers to the St. Louis Blues. And that's a, that's the death knell. I know. And the Boston Bruins for getting to a game seven. Game seven Caps boys. beat the Canes in five. It's Just mark it down right here. Son, let it go double overtime tomorrow night. Oh. And let those guys just sweat it out while we sit back and drink our cocktails and you just laugh. What? I miss it, though. I miss I do. sitting. <clears throat> I do. I, I miss pacing in between the periods. Of overtime. I miss getting texts from Jerry when it's one nothing that we're done, we suck. We should fire everybody, every single game. I miss all of that. I'm fairly certain at the beginning of last year, the year we won the cup, um, you wanted to like hang Holpe from like the town square. You, you do not the worst goalie I've ever seen. You do not want to be in a foxhole with me. Trade back. <laughs> Things are going bad because I'm I'm ducking and running, man. See Robert Griffin the third. <laughs> I, I'm I am France. <laughs> Why is John Carlson in the NHL? Uh, so, so cheers to a great game seven tomorrow night. Um, hey, I never thought I'd say this. I'm actually hoping we get a game seven in the NBA finals as well. Yeah, why you know, not? Give us a little more to talk about, and uh, and uh, I think we are going a lot to, more tears. Yes, a lot more tears and beers. We will have to turn our attention to college football though uh, very shortly here. And uh, McDaniel, we'll do their preview next. Yes, week. yes, we're, we're going to need a couple uh, guests. I, I would like a, f- I would a like current a, player, yeah. and I would like a, uh, a current superstar. super fan i.e. one Mitch Tregoning. I would like them to be on the podcast here very shortly. That's going to be terrible. I'll, I'll, I'll miss that day. <laughs> He'll take your place that day. You, you guys uh, can use the pad. No, I, won't, I won't be able to speak because I'll be laughing at Mitch the entire time. <laughs> uh, and with that, a lovely evening to you all out there from Wings, Beers, and Tears. We will see you next week. Game 7, baby. See you.